if they sit and eat and they like they like the food or the drinks, um, you know, well, just the whole atmosphere, that's kind of like, you know, for me, that's it, that's enough. I don't need any awards or accolades or anything like that. As long as like, you know, people come into the venue, have a good time and walk away happy, like my job's, my job's done. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Many of us live our adult lives in destinations far from where we grew up, but what's it like creating and running a restaurant that leans into the memories, food and experiences of your youth, but nowhere near where you grew up? Finn Nguyen is the co-owner and chef of Eddie and Wolf in Rabina, Queensland. Finn, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Huck. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show. You've got a fascinating sort of approach with your restaurant that's kind of dedicated to the memories of living in Canberra and here you are in Queensland. Yeah, like um, <clears throat> Eden Wolf is, has been like, it's been a journey to get where Eden Wolf is. So um, ever since we've moved up to um, Queensland from Canberra and our background from like owning um, Canto, um, for such a long period of time and, and eventually like you know, everything that myself and my wife we've learnt um, during those times leading up to opening up Eating Wolf has been and that's that's the evolution of like you know, our experience that we picked up along the way uh, that, that gave us the, the confidence to open up Eating Wolf. I love on the website how you sort of reference the inspirations of, of growing up in Canberra as kind of the embodiment of what you're doing up there in Queensland. How, how did, tell us a little bit about how that transpires sort of in the menu and with what you do. So I think Canberra was um, obviously like, you know, we grew up in Canberra, uh, lived there for 20 something years and kind of like picked up a bit of that hospitality because as an Asian um, growing up and my parents and my, my, my wife's uh, family, they're all in restaurants and um, I wasn't fully like into the whole hospitality um, industry at the time but, um, you know, you did, I did a bit of like, you know, front of house work and slowly moved to a bit of back of house work. Uh, but it was it didn't all grow like no blew up until like we like I got married and then moved up to Queensland and like my mother-in-law opened up Canto for us to to work. She just wanted us all to work together. So when we first moved up, we all had like no we just trying to find our feet on the Gold Coast. Um, and she said, look, she she would open something and because because mum's been really experience we've been doing for a long time and did this restaurant and we and um my, my my wife and her sister like they've always worked in in the restaurant as front of house and um so i was going to be mum's apprentice uh, you know uh, and oh mate when when canto opened the, that first night was chaotic it was <laughs> But it was like, you know, look back, look back on, on what, like, you know, and what happened uh, and, like, you know, just to kind of see how you start and where we are now, the whole learning pro process. So it's been, like, I, I, I've 
uh, for me, it's like I've totally enjoyed the whole experience. Take us back to when you were young um, and in Canberra. Do you have any stories of um, sort of the role that food played within your family? Yeah. So, so mum, I know that mum has all, mum and dad, they've always like, you know, worked in restaurants. Um, and like, you no, know, mum cooks amazing Vietnamese food. And, um, and then I can't remember like, you no, know, dad, but dad was always home with us. And he was always good at cooking. He would throw something together. And I remember like late at night, like you no know, 10, 11, maybe even 12, dad would do like a, a rice noodle with grilled pork and, and herbs. And that is the one dish that like, it's just, I don't know why, it just stuck with me until now. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's just, it's a, a classic dish that like, that just stuck with me that like, I'm going, that's the one dish that I properly learned from dad back then. Um, but, and I, like, it's like my, my family wasn't like always into restaurants, but I think eventually, like I was, I was very young, I, I might've been like you know, 10, 12 or whatever it is. I think eventually mum and, um, had a partner and they opened up a restaurant. I remember, and it was in Civic and she took me, um, to the back door and we, it was like a, it was behind where did you know, the, the bus station in, in Civic one of those restaurants upstairs and real young, like, you know, she's taken, as, you know, as a kid, like, you know, any, any kid that has, like, a parents who have restaurants, you always go with them to a restaurant. And I remember going to this place and, like, too young, like, and, and later down the track, I, I learned, like, that the partnership broke up and, you know, she struggled, so she closed the restaurant, but she kept on working. And mum worked pretty much, like, for a lot of the Vietnamese restaurants. Um, in Canberra and uh, she worked at uh, Timmy's for like no this is like towards the end of her thing she she worked at Timmy's for a period of time and um, so that, that so like when I think back now it's like man I wish that I I know what I know now and or now I'm a bit I was a bit older so that I can help them because I know how hard it is now so that's kind of like you know, where my experience was. And then obviously um, I, I met my, my wife and because her family has always been in a restaurant. So it kind of like, you know, I, I started helping out at the restaurant a little bit. Um, and at front, at front of, I was just doing front of housework. Um, but it wasn't until like moving up to, to Queensland and, and, and mum opening up the restaurant up here that I was actually involved in a lot like I was her sue her apprentice like I was I was there for her were you you always do you think destined for a career in food or was there something else that you kind of wanted to do I I, I, no I didn't think I was destined for hospitality um or food but um I think I think like no um until I got to Queensland and until mum did the restaurant no but not 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 even when mum had the restaurant. It was actually years later when mum wanted to retire and she offered the restaurant to us. We actually said no. So we had people come and evaluate the restaurant and everything. And we said like, because we, we were kind of like, because my, my wife, Tao, she's been doing hospital for forever, right? And she was ready to, she was ready to like, no, let it, let it all go. And she was just, she was done. Um, 
because I think like, you know, having a restaurant was a, such a family affair. Like we, so we have two kids now and back then, I mean, we, I, I spent no time with the kids. I was at the restaurant seven nights a week. I, was, I, I wasn't involved in anything that's at night time. You know, so I, I lost a lot of the time with the kids. So we were kind of like, all right, we, we're just going to, like she, she went back uh, to studying. She graduated and everything and because she, she wanted to you know, find a daytime job that can, you know, she can have time for, for the family. So when mum offered the, the restaurant to us, we initially said no. And we, we did um, a bit of trouble just because we never, we didn't go anywhere because of, of the restaurant. So we took a bit of time. We went down to Sydney. We did a trip to, to Melbourne. And just, just back then when Chin Chin was really popping, like it was early days and it was so busy and kind of like um, saw what was like happening everywhere else and the Gold Coast was lacking that. So we came back, we said that stuff, we, we literally threw everything into so we took the restaurant and we just transformed like a normal Asian restaurant into like a Asian bar dining like you no know, loud music in the suburbs and like you know what like the people really took to it the Gold Coast and the locals um, and uh, oh dude it was it was um, a turning point for for us and we kind of like embraced it because I re- I love I love it when it's super busy. Um, and seeing people, you know, enjoying like the food and drinks um, and the, the whole atmosphere. That's kind of like what drive me, you know, you know to, to do what I do. Well, before we get to Eddie and Wolf, t- t- tell us a little bit, a bit more about Canto because it was really successful. Do you have any stories of what it was like working with your mum? Like I, I, she, she is like my master. She taught me like the fundamentals um, and she's really old school. Um, but she, I think she, the one thing that I, I when I look back now, is like when mum owned the restaurant, I feel like I was being really slack and I didn't give her my, my everything. No, and then when you're an owner now, you kind of like look back and go, oh, you regret, because now I understand her struggles that she went through, you know, and um, that's, yeah, so like I, looking back on that, like I, I, I wish that I can help. I could have helped her a lot more, and but turning, um, yeah, turning Kanto into what it is now, um, you know, we 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 sold it. Um, I think it was June last year. Uh, yeah, because it just became too much. Um, you know, running the two, the two restaurants, like, after COVID. But it was, yeah, it was, was like, I really enjoyed Canto in those early days and, you know, seeing it grow and people receiving it, um, you know, so well. Are there any sort of dishes or cooking techniques that you learnt from your mum that you use now in sort of Eddie and Wolf? Yeah. Um, I think I learnt a lot about the, the braising the braising side, I did like I did a lot of that. I learned a lot of that from mum. A lot of like mum didn't have recipes kind of thing. It was kind of like a lot of it was verbal. So so when when um, we moved on to eating wolf, because I learned a lot of like her sauce techniques and stuff like this, and trying to kind of like mum, can you? 
can I just have some of those recipes to write down? So like, you know, because I, I know I'm not going to remember everything. So I actually had to set a day with her to like, let's start, let's do a few of these things and let me write it down. I'll just watch her, like, you know, watch it. And it's like, it's like a coffee spoon or a tablespoon or whatever it is. And I'll just write it down. But that's, that's mum. And, and, and I, I love that. I uh, love that. And, it, and and I, like having Eddie Wolf, I've had mum come in and um, like collaborate with us, like cook a few dishes and, um, and yeah. And, and But the thing is like the, the customer at Eddie Wolf, they really love that backstory of like, you know, where we came from. So every time we, ha- we held those events with mum, like people would like, you know, rock up and then support. And they love, they love like seeing mum in the kitchen. And it's totally different. The Animal's kitchen is totally different to Kanto's kitchen. So, no, because like at, at Animal's, like you're, you're in, like it's an open kitchen. So you're in front of people and everyone can see what you're doing and who who's in there. So, and mum loved it. It was good to see, like, no, she was just like, she, she, it, was, it was her time to kind of like shine, but not actually have to do a lot of the, the, the bulk work. It's like whatever she's learned to, uh, taught to me, has now this is what the the product of what all these years of teaching me everything that you know, um, and this is what is the result. So like I'm I'm proud like you know, like an apple I tell one like mum she's um she's she's the person that you know, gave me everything that I have now. Yeah. So tell us about the beginnings of Eddie and Wolf. What was it like, and what were you surprised about building the restaurant? Um. So Eddie and Wolf. Wasn't like we, so. We, when we started um, looking for another venue, um, Eddie Wolf was wasn't the wasn't the end product of what we were looking for. It was it was going to be another fun like you no know, another area of you know on the Gold Coast of of Kanto. But when we found Eddie Wolf, it was um, a really small space. So when my when my wife saw that space, we we said we had to do something that's. A little bit different, uh, and you know what? And I said to her, "Look, you come up with a name for it," and she came up with Eden Wolf. Eden Wolf, and um, it was so perfect because it was actually when I think about it now, it's like you know, the story about like our story. Like I grew up on Wolf Crescent, she was from Eddie Crescent, so we combined the two names. So that's how it came. And 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 Eddie Wolf's menu and and everything, it's all about like about us. Um you know it's it's actually food that you know I learned from mum or we love to eat at home uh, or food that mum cooked for us at home or food that we um, ate on our journeys. So that's what everyone's eating at the restaurant. Tell us a little bit about your food. Is there a dish or two that you can take us through that sort of exemplifies your food? Yeah. So um, this is the one one particular dish that um, the main one would be like a um, a braised duck with bean curd and kangkong. Uh, and this this dish was um, was made for us to eat at home um, by mum. But I just, I just simplified um, the dish and just like refine the like refine the cooking method. It's very the cooking method is, is kind of the same, but um, we, I refined it so like you know when a lot of the dishes of, at, at Eating Wolf is um, 
I don't create anything, but I kind of like take from childhood memories or food that I like to eat and I just refine it and present it in a more refined version of it. And that duck dish was like, it's something that I, I took from from mum's um, you know, recipe book and I just present it in like you know, in our way. That's probably the main one. Well, tell us a little bit about the Gold Coast. Uh, you've been a part of the culinary landscape for a while there now. What, what, what's it, has it changed a lot in the last decade? It's changed a lot. Changed a lot. Um, I've seen, because when we opened up Canto, it was, I think from memory, like we were the second Vietnamese restaurant on the Gold Coast. And, and during that time, we've seen a lot of, a lot of other Vietnamese restaurants open up and come and, come and go like very quickly. Um, but I think just keep years ahead now, um, there's a lot of Vietnamese, more Vietnamese um, like kids open up cafes and restaurants um, on the Gold Coast and, and, and it's so good to see. And I, I feel like there's, there's certain people that, that do it for the right per- reason and there's some kids that do it for the wrong reason and that's where they fail. I think so. Like, restaurant is, and cafes, um, you know, it's not, there's no real formula and it's not easy to do, but you just need to have, like, you know, a bit of experience, a bit of drive, a bit of passion to, to what you do um, and, and, and you can make it work. But the, um, the hospitality scene, the restaurant scene on the Gold Coast has just, is just blown up, um, I think, like pretty much after, the, after COVID. Was it hard for you to let go of Canto? It was the hardest thing. It was the hardest thing for me because I was – my heart was always um, – because we need to – because I can only be at the one shop and – at the beginning, like I had staff that like I can have a, both main chefs at both shops, and if something happens, I can run from the, the, the two um, and keep everything going. But um, I think the, like when the question was asked, do I do I keep Eddie Wolf or, or Kanto? I was I was going to go let's let's get rid of um, let's get rid of Eddie Wolf because I've I've always been at um, at Kanto. So it was so hard. It was a real hard decision because, like, everyone that I know at Kanto, like, we kept stuff for a long time. Um, and, you know, and it was, it was hard for me to, to see, like, no, to, I feel kind of like I let them down, you know. But, uh, but the thing is, like, after COVID, like, you know, people, there was a lot of people coming and going because of COVID. So there was a lot of fresh faces in, in the restaurant. So... When the time uh, came for me to make you know, the ultimate call, I had to like, you know, let um, Kento go. Because the team at Kento was too big. You know, there's too many things that, if it you know, falls apart, like, there was too many, op- too many things that like, people that we had to judge, um, juggle. So Kento was, uh, Eddie Wolf was the better um, option for us to keep. And it's definitely the right one. <laughs> Although it was hard to let go of, has has it freed you up and given you more space to be creative with just the one venue now? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, like it was, it has been very good. Um, you know, um, 
for us at, at Dating Wolf with, with staff. Um, as a point in time, like now, it was self-run for a bit. But I think just, I think with, with the whole COVID thing and then people, like, you know, they find that when they first started, they, they really love what they do. But um, eventually, like, now everyone has, like, kind of their, their dreams and stuff. We, we, we get people, like, they're starting to move on to other projects. So, like, this is the like, reason why I'm, I'm back in the kitchen more now. Um, and like I say to him, I, I love, I love being in the kitchen. I always, I always kind of like, you know, get pulled, drawn back into the kitchen and um, try to, to come up with, you know, reinvent like, you know, food again to make it more exciting. I think that's the only reason like, you know, I enjoy it so much. You, um, you mentioned your wife and business partner before. We've had her on the show as well to hear her story. How's the working relationship and how does it work with the venue, with the two of you? Oh, you know, like I've, I've heard a lot of people that they, they can't work with their, their partners and wives. But like with us, we have always worked really well together. I think like 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I think that you know, there's a mutual respect um, you know, for each other. Um, you know, she's always been in front of house. I'm always back of house. But we're always like, um, really, like you know, because we understand what it's like to be on the opposite side. Um, you know, so it's, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. We get along really well, even like you know, when we work together. So there's been like no, no real dramas about it, no, anything when we do um, work together. Now that you've sort of given yourself a bit of space with the one venue, do you, what, what sort of plans do you have over the next sort of couple of years? Well, we were looking at like you know, other um, avenues, like other, another venue to, to add on to, you know, on, on to like the, the plan. But um, like I said, like, you know, things happen. Uh, and like, you know, we, we are both drawn back in full time again at Eden Wolf. So we kind of like, you know, just put it on a bit of a hold until like um, things become a little bit more stable with staffing um, and the whole the, uh, the management side. So, so we do we, we do have plan on trying to expand, but at the moment, um, nothing at the moment. Uh, well, you've created an incredible uh, venue that's at the forefront of dining there on the on the Gold Coast. Um, what do you love about what you do? Uh, to be honest, like when people, I love to see people come into Wolf because it's so out of the way. It's not like no, it's not a, a place where you get a lot of foot traffic, and people um, either hear from us from. Um, word of mouth, their neighbours or their friends, and they come in for the first time. And, and I love to, when I stand in the kitchen, I see them come in and the look of surprise of when they see the venue. Um, that's the initial thing, like enjoyment for me. And if they, if they sit and eat and they like, they like the food or the drinks, um, you know, well, just the whole atmosphere, that's kind of like, you know, for me, that's, that's enough. I don't need any awards or accolades or anything like that. As long as, like, you know, people come into the venue, have a good time and walk away happy, like my job's, my job's done. That's, that's, that's what I love about it. Well, it's an absolute honour to have you on Deep in the Weeds today and hear just a part of your story and look forward to seeing what you do next. Um, Thanks, sir. Please keep in touch and we'll catch up again soon. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. 
This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.